Our sermon text this morning is from Proverbs 4, verses 14 to 23, as follows. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it, and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But this path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of, its, out of it spring the issues of life. Many schools by now have had their back-to-school night. It's typically a very enjoyable evening to let students show their parents a little about what's going on in class so far in the year. The artwork, the projects, the different classes, it's a wonderful opportunity for learning and bonding. A typical theme in a parochial school might be Christ's love for us and our love for each other. Christ's love for us which we see in his death on the cross, enables us to love one another. One way in which this love is commonly expressed is in the form of concern, either instruction and warning. Parents and children alike can probably come up with many examples of this because parental love often reveals itself through warnings and instructions. Put your seatbelt on. Don't put that in your mouth. Stop pointing at your brother. We could stay here for days and still not exhaust the seemingly obvious things that parents have to tell their children. Things that they should do and they should cease doing. But there is one warning in particular that we can focus on this morning. It's the one which the Lord lovingly speaks to us through Solomon. Watch your step. Where we walk and how we walk are very important things to consider, especially as regards to our spiritual walks of faith. The path of the wicked is dark and dangerous, but the path of the just leads to eternal life in Jesus Christ. We pray that the Spirit will bless our study this morning. Do you like the Discovery Channel? It might even be a special treat if you don't have cable TV. Uh, Discovery Channel has lots of nature and survival shows. They show a lot of different types of survival shows, some where a guy might be dropped off in the wilderness and have to survive without any help until they can get back to civilization. At one point that's always made is that any traveling around that they need to be traveling around during the day and that uh, while the light was out, hiking around in the dark is extremely dangerous. We could easily, you could easily lose your way and get lost. 
or just as easily trip and sprain your ankle. Either of these things could mean death in a survival situation. It seems like a very basic instinctual knowledge that wandering around in the dark gets you hurt. So why do so many people do just that? In the, in the life absent from God, there is no light of his word. There's no warmth and comfort which that exposure creates. Solomon says in verse 19, the path of the wicked is like the darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. The way is riddled with pitfalls and stumbling blocks, resulting in damage you do to yourself as well as others. The timeless pursuit of money and fame leads us around and around, tripping ourselves. No matter how much success we find in our endeavors, it is never enough. We search further and further into the blackness, looking for satisfaction that can never be realized. It's practically addiction, an addiction, isn't it? We see people in today's world pushing one another over in the mad scramble to get ahead, slandering their neighbor to make themselves feel better, using their friends or their loved ones as a means to accomplish selfish goals, and doing all of this blatantly in front of children and impressionable youth so that they learn, that they learn to follow them into the darkness. Verse 16 in our text says, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. And I say them. They are the ones walking in darkness, don't I? It's easy to look at the world, the pop stars and actors and other, quote, successful people, and wag your finger at them because we are so much better than them. But that really isn't the case, is it? We like to think that we don't even look at the path of wickedness. We like to think that we are carefully watching our steps. But how often do we also find ourselves stumbling in the darkness, chasing after worldly lusts? We focus on money and how much we can get more of it. And when God tells us in, Timothy, in 1 Timothy 6, for the love of money is a root of all evil, for which many have strayed from faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And more than that, in Hebrews 13, 5, he commands and comforts us, saying, Let your con conduct be without covetousness. Be content with the things you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We measure success on how popular we are, romantically, maybe. And God tells us, rather, in Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, flee also from youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, with those who call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. We propagate the idea that everyone needs to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and make a name for themselves. When Christ teaches us, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. We eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence, and they do taste good for a moment. 
And then we feel the guilt, the regret, and the shame. That's what happens when we don't watch our step. That's the danger of wandering in the darkness. So how do we avoid this path of sorrow and confusion? We just did it, and we're doing it right now. When we use God's word to show us what is right and what is wrong, the light and the darkness, he illuminates the path for us. God makes it clear to us these absolute truths about ourselves, the world, and about salvation. His word reveals that we are sinners by nature and that we deserve eternal damnation. It tells us that the world is an evil place, full of sorrow and tribulation. And then Christ says in his word, Take heart, I have overcome the world. It is like being in a room of complete, in complete darkness where you can't see how big the room is, what color the walls are, or anything about the room. But when the lights turn on, you can see everything clearly defined. The light calms your fears and answers your questions. That's why we sometimes call the Bible God's revelation to man. It's like a spiritual sun. It is, a reveal, it is revealing the things that God wants us to know. It confirms the things our heart tells us, that there is a God and that we have wronged him. And it tells us about the solution to that predicament, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It is this revealing Savior from sin that we see, that we see God's love for mankind. In Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Solomon writes urgently that these, in these verses for you to watch your step because the world is shrouded in darkness. But God's word makes everything clear and bright. And so he implores, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from my, your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. The word is not background material. It's foreground material. It should be something that we drag, not something that we drag out only on Sunday and comfortably let sit on the shelf the rest of the week. It needs to be front and center in our lives every day because it is life and health for all of us. It shows us our Savior who bore the awful load of the sins of the world. His path was lit by his Father's word every step of his life. He never wandered from that path. He kept God's law and followed its commandments, not only because it was good and right for him to do so, but because he was keeping it for us. And for all the times that we fail to live as God wants us to, the word shows us that every sin ever committed has been paid for in the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, both yours and mine. And it shows us 
now God's will for our lives. The path of the just is like a shining sun that shines ever brighter in the perfect day. God's word is a shining sun that gives us warmth and light in our walks of faith. Every word contained in the Bible is a testament of God's love that gives us life and hope. His commandments reveal the path we are to walk, not because they are arbitrary commands of an angry and vengeful God, but because of his love. Just like the things we talked about at the beginning, put your seatbelt on, don't eat that. Parents know what their children need and, and need to avoid. God, in his perfect wisdom, knows what we need to have and what we need to avoid every aspect are in our lives. He lets us know by saying, thou shalt and thou shalt not. But what God gives God the credibility to dictate to us what is right and wrong? Why does God get to say these things when the world promotes, that say that all these things that the world promotes are bad and that we should do the opposite? Why is God's path for our God's path for our highest good? Perhaps it is because He created us, giving us our bodies and members and reason. Because it maybe it's because He daily provides us with our needs and our daily bread, our friends, our families, and the support and encouragement found in His Word. And maybe we know that the path that God lays before us, the path of the just, is the right path because we don't deserve it. Because he has created faith in our hearts to see the end of that path, eternal life in heaven for you and I. Because by nature we don't belong on, that, on the path of just, we are not just but Christ has clothed us in the cloak of his righteousness. He declares us just. Justice would have ruled against us and called for our condemnation, except that Christ bore that condemnation for us. Now we are his own and under his care. Like our sun that shines in the sky, giving us light and life and health, God's love, as revealed in his word, shines in our hearts and gives us clarity and eternal well-being. And that light grows brighter and brighter the more we abide in his word and keep, our, keep it in our hearts with all diligence focusing on that light. We grow day by day in our understanding of all that God has done for us, especially when we view the light of Christ. And the light grows brighter through us as well, so that God's will is fulfilled in us when we are commanded, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now we have the privilege to reflect that love of God to others. In the example, back in the example of the back to school night, like a mirror reflecting the beam of a flashlight or the moon reflecting the light of the sun, we are the light of the world as a reflection of him. 
We, as the children of God, are called by him to help others on that path of the just. We show them that Christ died and made them just and to bring them into the fold of the Holy Christian Church so that the words which we confessed earlier this morning ring true. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So we can all agree with Solomon Watch where you step. It's a pretty fundamental piece of advice. Where you place your foot has some serious earthly consequences and some far more serious eternal consequences because the path of the wicked is dark, dangerous, and leads to death. But when God himself accompanies us in his word, we can walk with him down the well-lit path of the just, which leads to eternal life. As the hymn writer so beautifully composed, how blessed are they who hear God's word and keep and heed what they have heard. Their wisdom daily gather, their light shines brighter day by day, and while they tread life's weary way, they have the oil of gladness to soothe their pain and sadness. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.